0: live from a hollowed out tree stump in the middle of no man's land. you reached Married with Comedy with Jeff Onyx and Joe Chandler. Strap in, boys and girls, and keep your arms and legs in the vehicle at all times, because it's gonna get bumpy. Bumpy. Yeah. So, um, welcome to Married to Comedy, I'm Jeff Onyx. So on today's show, we're going to have some really good fun. We're going to do all kinds of cool stuff, so you can be part of the show. Go to YouTube, clickety-clack, tickety-tack, type in your stuff. let us know what's up, and then that way, uh, you can be part of the show, too. Yeah, you can be part of the show. Later on, we're going to have, um, James R. Freeman joining us, and we're going to have uh, Joe Chandler joining us later on in the show. So, without, without further doo-doo, let's get to the show. Today's trivia, Oh snap! Question is, which mammal has no vocal cords? Which mammal has no vocal cords? You can leave a comment, let us know what's up with the what's up. If you're watching the live stream... Clickety-clack, tickety-tack, let us know what you think, who, which animal, which animal does not have a, um, you know, vocal cord, or does not have vocal cords, rather, rather. So yeah, so that's what's that, that's what's going on with that. All right, we're going to do this week in comedy history, yeah. So, uh, we're gonna be talking about that dude right there. Oh my gosh. Why is my stuff all different? Oh, I know. That's the one I need. That guy. That guy. Right there. Marty. So, uh, Marty... Marty... Marty Ingalls. Marty Ingels, Ingels, Marty Ingels was born March 9th, 1936... As Martin Ingerman. And he died October 21st, 2015. He was born in Brooklyn. In the Brooklyn area of New York City in New York. So um, this dude is an actor, a comedian. He was an actor, a comedian, a sketch comedian. A comedy sketch writer, a theatrical agent. Um, His acting career dates way back to the early 60s. He's best known for a short-lived um, ABC TV series that, uh, I guess it was his own show. He co-starred in the 60s TV series, I'm Dickens, He's Fenster, with John Aston from uh, uh, Adam's Family. He was in there with that guy, Sean Aston's dad. And that, that lasted uh, 32 episodes for only one season from 1962 to 1963. You might not know. He was also a voice artist voicing Beagle Beagle in the Grape wait in the Great Grape Ape Show and also the voice of the title character in the animated series and adaptation of the nineteen eighty video game Pac-Man. Um and he was doing that as late as twenty ten. So that dude, Marty. Yeah.
1: Marty. So, boom.
0: You know, that was this week in comedy history. Yeah. So the next next thing here, ghetto chef. Okay, today's ghetto chef, I don't have any um, little props to show you. I don't have a link or anything like that. Um, This is basically a really, really, really simple recipe. Write it down if you want to. Preheat your oven for like, 400 degrees maybe 425 425 just say 425 uh, And you in in like a casserole dish you put some uh, white rice like uh, a Cup of white rice Put it in there and then you put uh, some uh, Some chicken or meat or beef well if you do chicken here. Let's do chicken first so the rice then you dry off some chicken breasts And you put some chicken breast, boneless chicken breasts on top of the rice on top of that. While that's sitting there over in another bowl, you mix together some um, cream of chicken soup and one and uh, almost two cups. I'll just say two cups, two cups of water, just a little less, a little shy of two cups of water. Mix that up real good. Pour that over the top of the chicken and the rice. And then over the top of that, you take some uh, onion soup, dry onion soup mix, and you sprinkle that over the top of everything. Put a, put a um, piece of foil over the top of that, over the top of the casserole dish. Really tight around, seal it all the way around really tight. Put it in the oven, cook it for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Check it after like an hour, hour to hour and 15 minutes perfectly cooked. You don't even have to like mess with it. So, so that's the first recipe. Second way to do this, and you can do it with pretty much any meat and any kind of cream of soup. Second recipe, throw the rice in there, throw some, let's say beef, beef tips, roast beef, um, stew meat, whatever. And then in the bowl, you mix cream of mushroom soup and a little less than two cups of water. And then pour that over the top. And then over the top of that, sprinkle on the uh, French or the uh, onion soup mix. And then seal it with uh, foil. Put it in the oven for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then it'll come out like tasted good. Um, you could use pretty much any kind of meat. You could throw in some pork. Um, just make sure that the cream of whatever soup is complimentary to whatever, um, whatever, um, meat you're using. So like that, that's why I use cream of mushroom soup for, for beef, because beef goes good with mushrooms. I guess chicken would go good with mushrooms too. And then cream of chicken soup goes good with, with chicken. So, so that's the, uh, ghetto, ghetto chef, ghetto chef. Yeah. So. We're going to go ahead and try to get Jimmy on the phone because it's going to be like, I call him Jimmy. You can't call him Jimmy. He's James R. Freeman. I'm going to try to get him on the phone early because the two segments we have with him are going to be like really epic long. So
1: we got to have him on the phone. Wow. i to turn that up. There you go. Boom. This is Jay. Nope. Reached my voice now. Not around.
0: He sent me a message. He said to call me right back. All right, then. So we'll go back to the trivia question. The trivia question is, uh, which mammal has no vocal cords? In the chitty-chat, clickety-clack, let us know uh in the comments leave a comment whatever also you may notice that in the uh um in the uh description of past shows what we're doing is we're putting the episode or the uh within the episode we have segments yeah and those segments what we're doing is we're putting a timestamp to the location of each of those segments in the description so if for some reason you don't like or you really really love a specific segment you can Click to jump to that specific segment, and then watch that specific segment. Or if you really, really like one of the segments and you want to share it with somebody, you can copy. I guess you can copy that. I'm pretty sure you can and copy the link to the um, to the segment, and then tell somebody, hey, you gotta go check out this show. Um, it's really awesome because there's really sexy fine guy on the show, and he does this show really nice. So I, I shaved. You may have noticed I shaved So yeah, in the description We're going to have that for now on You can Click To a specific section of the show Hopefully one of these days we'll be able to get to the point where We take the segments And break them off And make them their own little short things And give them their own playlists That's that's the goal The goal is to take this show And uh, make all those little segments have their own Their own uh their own playlist.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: drinking soda pop. I'm not supposed to drink soda pop. But um, I'm drinking soda pop because it was here. I left it over there.
1: So since it was here,
0: I drink it. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'll call you right back. Okay, man. You call me right back. Whatever. So, um, when we get Jay on the phone, we're going to be talking about the science denier of the week and the conjecture of fact. So, yeah. I guess while we're waiting for him to jump on, we could, uh, we could do the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. So, no. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not going to do the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week because joining us on the phone right now is james r freeman hello sir
1: how you doing man
0: oh i'm doing sexy fine sexy fine <laughs> so uh welcome to, welcome to the show are you are you are you going to be like in the car
2: i am not in the car i am at work
0: <gasps> oh, i you...
2: don't know how that'll go today but i just started back to work this week so
0: so you're gonna get in trouble Well, okay, then I'm just going to jump into it, all right? All right. All right, so the uh, science denier of the week this week is, um, what's his name? Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Ignis?
2: Ignis? What? Ignis Semmelweis? 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 I don't know. I can't pronounce that either. (laughs)
0: It almost makes me want to say Ingve Malmsteen. <laughs>
1: no, he no, plays no. guitar.
0: He plays guitar. Yeah, this guy doesn't. He'd be, it'd be funnier if he did. It'd be better. So there he's on the screen. That's how you pronounce his name or spell his name. Ignaz Semmelweis. He was born in 1860. Okay? This guy. And that apparently is a picture of a copper plate engraving of the guy so that people can make copies of of his portrait. So somebody vain much? Okay. So this guy is considered to be the patron saint of hand washing. Today it's considered common to wash your hands, to stay healthy, to get rid of germs and stuff like that. Me personally, I think if you wash your hands too much, you actually uh, eliminate your ability to build an immune system. You know? Uh what, What did George Carlin say? Um a lot of people they go they go in the bathroom, they wash their hands after every time they go to the bathroom. And he said the only time I wash my hands is when I shit on myself. Oh. And that only happens like three, four times a week, tops. <laughs> that's, that's what that's yeah. what George Carlin said.
2: So, yeah, that's funny. I don't I don't remember hearing that. But that's funny.
0: Yeah. Most people today won't even eat a meal without washing their hands. Uh they some definitely wouldn't perform surgery, but as recently as the mid-1800s, a majority of medical professionals thought it was just fine to go directly from performing an autopsy on a dead body to operating on a live person without even walking past a bar of soap on their way. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even wash their hands or wipe off their hands or nothing. They go directly from one thing to the next thing. So, isn't that gross?
2: It's pretty gross, but also the funny part is it had to start somewhere. Somebody had to notice it, you know?
0: You know what's funny is I'd never heard of this guy, but um, the the person that I, I remember being attributed to washing hands was a doctor that was reading the Bible, and the Bible kept saying to wash your hands and running water. Really? Yeah. He was reading the Bible, and— and he read the part of it where it said, "If you have blood on your hands or stuff, you know, you have dirty hands, you go wash seven times in the river, and the running water, one of running water yeah. to clean your hands." So, I I what out there.
1: huh? I said, "Yeah, I think I know what you're talking
0: about." Yeah. So, uh, yeah. At, at the time, yeah. there were physicians who who um, who made a connection between hand washing. And mortality rates. But this guy apparently was the first one to notice that women had a higher rate of infection after childbirth in a hospital uh, than midwives who were giving birth or who were helping women give birth at home. Um, Hmm. And that probably had to do with doctors weren't washing their hands at the hospital. And the midwife was only working with one individual. So
2: gotcha.
0: And and they also figured out that um, the surgeons were actually working on corpses between birthing babies and not washing their hands. So apparently the oh, en- yeah. so the Encyclopedia Britannica reports that when Semmelweis ordered the students and doctors under him to wash their hands with chlorine before delivering babies, the mortality rate dropped from nearly nineteen percent to less than two percent. So, craziness.
2: Lori, that's uh interesting. But, but Bleach your hands first.
0: Bleach your hands. But that didn't win him any converts. His fellow doctors were insulted that he would suggest that they were the cause of disease instead of the cure oh. and mocked him mercilessly. So he was uh, way ahead of his time. And at the time, they called him a science denier because they're like, you know, this is settled science, you idiot. Um, well,
2: so. that's that Rockefeller medical establishment too so yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's um, not very kind to people who try to uh divert from the norm
0: yeah, yeah. so oh well, I mean in the 1800s the rockefellers were were around
2: the rockefellers yes in 18
0: 18- i don't whatever. think they were
2: funding i don't think they were funding the medical establishment back then no huh
1: mm-hmm.
2: so after, but, after um, yeah. by the by the early 1900s yeah john d rockefeller was I mean, he was like eighty in nineteen hundred, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, this is eighteen eighteen sixty five, so maybe.
2: Yeah, I I'm pretty sure John D was around, but if not, it was just his dad. Well, so. you
0: you will love this. After years of trying fruitlessly to have his findings taken seriously by other doctors, and not being listened to and being called a lunatic and a and a and, and an idiot, he suffered huh. a mental breakdown in eighteen sixty five was sent to a mental hospital where he died.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Wow. But he died from an infected wound he'd suffered while operating. No. So even though he was in a mental hospital, they still allowed him to do surgeries. That's funny. Awesome. Could you imagine? You're in an insane asylum. Uh, and 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 you're still being a doctor, or you're like, hey, you know, you know who's a really good doctor? That that crazy guy. Uh, I hear he's batshit crazy. Let's go, let's go have like that, that guy. Like that show
2: Fringe, yeah. Where they lost, have you seen that show Fringe?
0: Nah, I might have seen it. You know, one or two episodes. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know, they lock him in a, a mental institution because they don't want him to tell. He you don't. Know, they don't want him to tell anybody about what's happening because the. The whole show is about the veil thinning between two uh, dimensions.
0: Oh.
1: Right.
2: So they put him in a mental institution, and when the veil starts getting real thin and things start crossing over, they go and get him real quick.
0: Bro, you got to watch this Netflix thing me, Melissa and I watched last night. What was it? Uh, Black Mirror, but it's, oh. it was called The Bandersnatch.
2: Yes, I like that one. Yeah, the but, movie.
0: It's the movie, but it's an interactive movie. Yeah. Where you make choices. Yeah. And you can interact with the actors in the movie. Yeah.
2: It's like my kid does. She has one for uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. They do the same kind of thing. You know?
0: Bro, we were watching She's that movie. Adventure. We we got through the movie. And then at the, after the credits, it let you go back and do stuff again. Right? Right, and then Melissa was looking it up, and she was like, "You know, if we keep doing this, you could be doing this for like five hours. I'm not. I'm not watching a movie for five hours, especially <laughs> if they keep replaying the same scenes like that." So
2: that's funny. That's like the time me and my wife we uh we did shrooms and watched that movie Looper.
0: Yeah, Looper.
2: But we were so. We were so high that we didn't notice that it restarted. You know how sometimes some DVDs restart themselves? Yeah. If you leave them too long, this one restarted itself. And we were watching it a second time. And I was like, wait a minute. What
1: the hell is going on? We haven't seen this like four or five
0: times. Melissa was like, you got to tell Marty about this movie. So he can get stoned while he's watching it. I was like, "I I think Marty gets stoned... Watching every movie. I don't. I don't, yeah, think, I, mean, I don't think you have to tell him about it. Yeah. Whatever. Babe, why would you watch a movie? Without <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're jumping on with the conjecture or fact. You ready for the conjecture Ooh. or fact?
2: Yes. This is what I've been
0: waiting for. This is the that one you've means. been waiting for. All right. So it. We're gonna be we're gonna be exploring um this article, and the article is entitled "Hail the Hydra." An animal that may be immortal, and it's about the hydra, so yeah,
1: so itself like a
0: pot plant. yeah, so it by the way we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna read this, and then I'm gonna go back and look at the Wikipedia for this because it refutes some of this stuff, so here we go all right. An ancient Greek Greek myth talked about a hydro, which is a multi-head monster that grew two more heads every time one was lost. So every time you cut off a head, two more would grow. And the and the mythical beast became um, you know, harder to harder to kill. So there was a study done by this guy, uh, I can't even, can't even remember his name. Daniel Martinez. Okay. And um Unlike most multi-molecular st- uh, species, the hydra, don't show any signs of deteriori- deteriorating with age, according to new research published December 7th. Uh, I don't know what December 7th, what year, in the Journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. a Harbor Day, huh? Uh, yeah. So this guy basically... Uh, he wanted to do an experiment to prove that Hydra could not have escaped aging. He was trying to do an, he says he was trying to do an experiment that proved that they did age. Right. And he's like, so yeah. So the Hydra, just in case you don't know, it's an invertebrate. It's has little tiny tubes with tentacles protruding out of one end. Uh, the the Hydra g- grows about less than half an inch long and um, they eat smaller aquatic animals. So that's what they eat. Um, really? They're known for their regenerative capabilities. Most of their body cells uh, are stem cells. The cells are capable of continuous division and differentiation into any cell type in the body. Um, So in humans, totipotent cells are present only in the first few days of embryonic development, but the hydra, by contrast, constantly renews their body with fresh cells throughout their entire life. By the way, also they they skip, um, they they stay in the uh, uh, polyp stage, you know, like other animals in this grouping that are similar to this, they reach mm-hmm. a certain age and then they turn into another, you know, they, they, they develop into another uh, level of animal. You know what I'm saying? But oh. this, this one stays in that, in that polyp stage. And the other animals similar to it don't. So, so this guy um, created an island paradise for 2,256 hydras. So over 8 years the researchers gave them um change of water 3 times a week they got meals of fresh brine shrimp to eat so they always had fresh water they had ideal ideal um, um an ideal environment for them to do their thing uh they they basically took care of these hydra and the death rates held constant at one per 167 hydras per year. So one out of 167 hydras per year died. There you go. They're not immortal, dork. He just said they die. If they die, they're not immortal. Right. No matter their age, the oldest animals studied were clones of the original hydra that had been around for about 41 years. Though individuals were only studied for eight years, some were biologi- biologically older because they were genetic clones um, likewise, fertility remained constant for about eighty percent of the individual hydras over the time. the other twenty percent fluctuated up and down, likely because of the laboratory conditions. Oh, so you, you know if you find um, something that doesn't fit your narrative, you're going to go ahead and say eh, it's because of the laboratory conditions. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, yeah. Einstein
2: said, just because humans are doing the experiments are always messed up, so.
0: Exactly. There's, there's going to be something wrong. So this dude, mm-hmm. this dude, Martinez said, I do believe that an individual Hydra can live forever under the right circumstances. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Almost any creature can live forever under the right circumstances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Under the right circumstances. Yeah. Define right circumstances.
2: Right. Well, and if you haven't been able to duplicate those circumstances, then whatever you're saying is probably not not true. Well, not provable. Not provable. Yeah, It's hard to tell if it's true or not if you can't do the experiment. It's like I told you about the Earth. Everyone thinks that the Earth is in motion, but there's never been an experiment that has produced that
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: The, The flatness of the earth, well, I mean, you know, we can debate about topography. We can debate about whether or not, you know, it's a flat plane or blah, 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 blah. What we do know is it is hard to duplicate an experiment that shows curvature.
1: Yeah.
2: In places like where you have a lake, the water is basically flat because water goes to a level And you can zoom out like they tell you, oh, well, you know, it's so much curvature. That's why you can't see the bottom of the boat. But then you zoom out with the camera and you can see the boat. And there's supposed to be like 100 feet of drop off between you and that boat, but there ain't. Yeah. So to me, there are a lot of experiments out there where they just say, oh, well, we couldn't duplicate it. But that's just because you can't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. and, And then they throw out the we couldn't duplicate it. So that proves that we're right. Yeah, there's a lot of that. So this guy said that in the wild, disease, predators, and water con- water contamination kill off the hydras before they can achieve immortality. But the findings that he found fly in the face of old models that assume that all animals must decline with age. Martinez said, and that means that studying hydra could help scientists unravel the mystery of why most animals do age. Whatever.
2: Well, it's not like any other animal, so it's kind of odd, but I guess they're going to try to find out the difference between that animal and other animals and exactly. see if they can.
1: Exactly. I mean,
2: not... Yeah, it sounds to me like they, uh...
1: <laughs>
2: excuse me, <clears throat> they want to have that uh, Wolverine type ability where, you know, you can rapidly... Heal yourself or whatnot. So yeah, technically not immortal because if you die, you die. But if you don't die completely, your body will bring itself back.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah, so exactly. Now we're going to look at the uh, the Wikipedia. So the Wikipedia says Hydra is a genus of small freshwater organisms. Uh, by the way, if they're not immortal because you put them in salt water, guess what happened? They die. Mm-hmm. They're freshwater <laughs> organisms of the Phylum, Syndria, and class Hydrozoa. Hydrozoa? Hydrozoa? Yeah. They're native to the temperate and topical, tropical regions. Biologists are especially interested in the Hydra because of their regenerative ability. They don't appear to die of old age or to age at all. So Wikipedia says that too. The Hydra is a tubular. Radially symmetric body um, that is about 0. 0.39 inches long, so less than less than a half inch long when fully oh, wow. ex- when fully extended. Um, <laughs> they, su- they 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 su- poor
2: guy. <laughs> three quarters of an inch fully stay extended. Wow. So that they sucks. have
0: um, they have a simple adhesive foot known as a basal disc gland. Um, the basal discs secrete a sticky fluid that accounts for its adhesive properties, So it, it basically secretes an adhesive, a sticky fluid. At the end of the body is a mouth opening surrounded by 1 to 12 thin mobile tentacles. Each tentacle or um, nia, nide, whatever, tentacle. It's clothed with a highly specialized stinging cell called Snidocytes? 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 Snidocytes. Okay. Snidocytes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, and they contain a specialized structure called... <laughs> dude, why do I have to pick all this crap that I can't pronounce? <laughs> Nema, nematocysts? Nema, nem, nematocysts? <laughs> which look like little miniature light bulbs uh, with a coiled thread inside. At the no- narrow outer edge of the tentacle is a short trigger trigger hair called uh, uh, Nidasil. Upon contact with the fray, the content of the cyst thing are explosively discharged, firing a dart, um, so it fires like a dart like thing and has, it has a thread or a string connected to it. So it tethers the thing and then pulls it in.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: And it has neurotoxins in the dart and it can paralyze the prey. Um, you know, and, and it can, it could fire more than one of these little cysts at a time. They could fire hundreds if they wanted to.
2: Wow. Now that's probably why they have the regenerative properties.
0: Yeah, because they're like dicks.
2: Firing off pieces of themselves. they got to be able to replace that or they can only shoot so many bullets, right?
0: Right. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at my notes here because
1: um, the Hydra.
0: boom, 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 boom. There's this guy named uh, Linnaeus, Linnaeus, L-I-N-N-A-E-U-S, Linnaeus. In 1758, he discovered the Hydra, and he's the one that first, first discovered it and started naming it. So it was discovered in 1758.
2: Is that crazy? Yeah, does it explain why he
0: called it Hydra? He called it Hydra because it reminded him of the, the Greek, Greek Hydra, the Greek. Oh, the,
2: Mo, the, the, uh, what's one call the it? Hydra from, monster, the,
0: but, the Hydra yeah. from, the Hydra from the mythology. Yeah,
2: I'm trying to remember what they called those.
0: It was people. called a Hydra.
2: No, no, I mean, I keep wanting to say Titans, but they're, they're called something else. But yeah, I get you. There's like a title that they give those creatures in mythology.
0: You mean like of. the the like the Greek gods and stuff?
2: Right. It means something like monster or something like that. Or I think, and I can't think of the other thing that I'm trying to think of. Well to make I know me think they, of this thing. They had Leviathan
0: I mean? and they had a whole bunch <laughs> of other ones in there. Behemoth yeah. and Leviathan, which are both found in the Bible. Oh, what? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so uh anyway, so let's see. Um, ba, 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 ba. So, I'm trying to read it because um, a single hydra is composed of over 50,000 to 100,000 cells, which consist of three specific stem cells.
2: Ooh, I just said the magic word there.
0: So these stem cells will continually renew themselves in, in the body column. Hydras have two significant structures on their body, the head and the foot. When the hydra is cut in half, each half will regenerate and and form into a small hydra. The head will generate a foot and the foot will generate a new head. If the hydra is sliced in many segments, then the middle slices will form both a head and a foot. So it knows which side of the body is messing and messed with.
1: Oh, Really? Interesting.
0: Respiration and ex- excretion occur by diffusion, diffusion throughout the surface of the epidermis while large extra, wait, excreta are discharged through the mouth. It has a nervous system. So their structure of their nervous system has two levels. Level one is sensory cells or internal cells. And level two are interconnected ganglion cells or ganglion cell synapses, and epithelial or motor cells. So it has two levels of, um, of a nervous system.
1: Pretty crazy, huh? No, you still there? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I hit my mute
2: button
3: accidentally. Oh,
0: If the hydra are alarmed or attacked, the tentacles can be retracted to small buds, and the body column itself can be retracted to a small gelatinous sphere. Hydra generally react react in the same way regardless of the direction of the stimuli, and this may be due to the simplicity of their nerve system or nerve net. Hydra generally sedentary or sensual, but do occasionally move quite readily, especially when hunting. So when they're hunting, they'll move around. They have two distinct methods of moving, looping and somersaulting.
2: <laughs> okay. Does that attract prey or
0: something? No, it's, a, it's how they get around. They do this by bending over and attaching themselves to the substrate with their mouth and tentacles, then relocate the foot to another area, and it provides the usual attachment and then the that 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 process is called looping. Where they go, they they do their head to their to the you know they attach their mouth, then they attach their their feet or foot. So they attach their mouth or their butt to the to the whatever they're walking on. Interesting. Crazy. When food is plentiful, many hydra reproduce asexually by budding the the buds from their body wall grow into mature adults and break away from from the body when they're mature. So they could just create new ones. Interesting. When the hydra are well-fed, a new bud can form every two days. When conditions are harsh, often before winter or in poor feeding conditions, uh, sexual reproduction occurs in some hydra. Swelling the body wall to develop into either ovaries or testes, the testes release um stuff into the water, and those fertilize eggs that are released from the ovaries of other individuals, so they could either just reproduce randomly by by just creating another one off themselves, or if it's really difficult food conditions, they'll reproduce. Like,
2: and then eat themselves,
0: yeah, male and female. I think it's funny how they don't say, don't say females have ovaries and males have testes. <laughs> I think that's interesting. I wonder if the
2: hydra is uh, transformative in that way,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and other species of hydra, um, or other species similar to hydras are hermaphrodites. Oh. so there there's other kinds of hydras so there, there's like the regular hydra and then there's the hydra Circumcincita and the hydra man, 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 man. dude I'm not pronouncing none of this shit right anyway so um they they polyp other other yeah. other um creatures within their their um, similar to them will change from polyp to an adult called a medusa <laughs>
2: of course it is
0: but because these ones don't, don't need to become full quote unquote adult they stay in the polyp stage all the time so they never progress past the polyp phase really isn't that crazy
1: sorry man oh, that's probably loud
0: that's crazy. So, what do you think about the Hydra?
2: I think that's pretty impressive stuff, man. Yeah, that's yeah. good research and you did there. Yeah.
0: Well, here here's even more. Daniel Martinez claimed in 1998 in an article about the Hydra, um, and this publication's been widely cited as evidence that Hydra do not uh, do not age, and that they are. Uh, and they're proof of existence of non-aging organisms. In 2010, though, Preston Estep published another letter where he refuted the hypothesis that the hydros actually do age. The controversy uh, over it is, is that they say there's an unlimited lifespan of the hydra. And this dude was like, nope. Nope, you're wrong so <laughs> so now people are people are you know doing studies that say no, they don't live forever interesting isn't that crazy?
1: That is really crazy, and I wonder what people are gonna think when they start when they find out these people have been putting that in their little syringes, yeah, yeah. It's creepy. anybody wants
2: to look up Dr. Carrie Madej. Madej, M-A-D-E-J. She's talking about the similar kind of things and looking at those through a microscope. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's even approached that, but if you're paying attention, look that up. Yeah. see what she has to say. I'm not a big fan of Stu Peters show, but she's on there from time to time. OK, She well, talks about yeah, she talks about what, what she found, and that's the one that said the darn thing tried to get up off the slide she was looking at.
0: Well, yeah, well, because they're big, when I mean, they can be big, they can be really tiny or they could be almost a half inch.: 0. 0.39 inches is uh, <laughs> almost a half inch.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: The other guy said 0. .4 inches. Oh, God. 0.39 to 0.4 is quite a bit of difference, buddy. Mr. Can't Do Your Science Right. So um, they're actually saying that uh, genetically the Hydra share a minimum of 6,071 genes with a human.
1: Wow, that's weird.
0: Craziness. That's
1: yeah, it explains why the crazy people thought it would work too.
0: The genome... Is approximately 300 megabytes in size. In contrast, the brown hydra's approximately have one gigabyte in size. How do what is this megabytes and gigabytes? They're talking about of data, G- genome mm-hmm. data.
1: Well, you know why they're doing that. Though.
0: That's lame.
2: They're trying to quantify human existence.
0: Yeah, they're trying to quantify. They're trying to quantum leapify the stuff. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess that does have a double connotation, too.
0: It does, because they're trying to quantify. I don't know what, I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'm all over that. Whatever.
2: You know, I hope I live to be a hundred for one thing and one thing only. Sex? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to see what this is going to be like when we get to, on the other side of this thing. People start realizing what really happens.
0: Uh. This is Melissa said that uh, people people are are like when when they're carded, you know, because you have to show your ID to see to to tell if you're like able to buy certain things, and they they'll card you really quick. They'll just look at your thing and real quick. So the dude asks, "What? Well, why is it so quick?" Well, because all I'm doing is looking for the 1900. If it says 1900 anywhere in there, I know you're old enough.
2: That's smart. Yeah. So shortcut.
0: Dude, next week's conge- or next week's uh, back in the day, I'm gonna talk about how old I am, and, no. and yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm really old, dude. I'm so old. You ain't older than me, yeah, dude. I'm, i you know, how old I am. Two
2: years, two years older, isn't it? You'll be 50 soon, ain't it?
0: I am, I'm over 50. I am. Uh-uh. I am. Eggs are healthy. Eggs are unhealthy. Eggs are healthy. Eggs are unhealthy again. That old. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you know what I mean? Because they they tell you over time that something's good for you, and then they say it's bad for you, and then it's good for you, and then it's bad for you. That's old. Yeah. Eggs, eggs are ba- and
2: bacon are on that list quite often.
0: Yeah, eggs are bad for you again. So, whatever.
2: And bacon wouldn't be so bad for you if they didn't put all that crap in it. Literally, nitrates and nitrites are crap. So people didn't know that.
0: Dude, the yeah. smoker guy at Price Chopper, mm. he smokes mm. bacon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it is so good when it's smoked. And then he smoked turkey bacon, like turkey mm. thin turkey strips. Also very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I'm into bacon. I like bacon. So, was that good? Did you enjoy that conjecture of fact?
2: Of course. Nice little break from my work, too. See?
0: See, you got a break from work. I don't know Mm -hmm. anything about no breaking from work. So, yeah.
2: You're on a permanent break, aren't you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm on a permanent break. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up, dick. (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: That's where we're all trying to get, man. I thought you'd be happy
0: you know <laughs> back when i wanted to not work anymore i was like damn it'd be great if i didn't work anymore now and now it's like no now my hands don't work
1: mm-hmm. like, you know,
0: that's that's, that's not good my hands don't work anymore
2: it's not good you know whatever You're working and stuff and
0: then uh, you know yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna kick you off of the phone because um Bye. We did the Conjecture of Fact and we did the Science Denier of the Week. Did you enjoy both of those? Every week. Every week. I enjoy it. Well, and I'm going to try to be sending you um, the the information, like what we're talking about. So then that way you can go look at it and then that way you can be a bit more talkative about it. So. Oh
2: yeah, you you do that already. I don't know if you know that. I'm so <laughs> glad
0: you didn't talk about the Hydras being injected into people with the jab.
2: I tried not to say too much, but I did allude to that. You alluded to it,
0: yeah, yeah, because the jab. We can't say what it is, but that's what people are saying. The jab.
2: The jabberwocky.
0: The jabberwocky. (laughs) All right, then. I'm going to hang up on the phone.
1: All right, man. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: That was James R. Freeman hanging out with me. Yeah, James R. Freeman. That was conjecture fact. Boom. All right, so now we're going to do the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. This week's Outpost Survival Tip of the Week is try to keep some kind of um, digging tool in your bug-out bag, in your car. Um, Of course, people probably have a digging device in their home. Most likely have a digging device in your home. But in your bug out bag you may have something in your in your bug out bag this is a folding shovel folding shovel well having the light like that's a lot better not too not too glary not too glary okay so this is a folding shovel and uh the way that this shovel works is you you unscrew this thing which allows it to fold out like that allows this to fold out like that. And you screw that back in there like this. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Mm, Tighten it, tighten it, tighten it, tighten it. Okay. So this, this is a basic folding shovel. Folding shovel gets that big has a nice, nice, okay handle. And it's got, uh, you know, a nice spade on the end of it. Not very sharp, but it doesn't need to be, especially if you're just digging a hole in the ground. Um, yeah. The only thing, the only thing, um, I don't understand. Oh yeah, okay. When you tighten this down, this thing, this, this thing right here tightens up also. So when you tighten this down, this down. It also tightens this down so this doesn't move. Because this folds when you just like this folds. So there's a shovel. So you can use that to, oh my gosh. Who was that? Oh I touched the <laughs> I touched a microphone. So you can use that to um I wonder if I could do the top down. Let's see. Where's the top down? Boom. Okay, so you get a better idea of it. It's got a nice spade on the front of it. This is the adjustment thing with the threads. You unscrew that to be able to fold it. And when you unscrew this, it also loosens this. So the handle can
1: fold. And you got this handle.
0: So you can dig. So you can hold from here. And you can hold from here. So it's also got these serrated edge pieces here. So like if you're digging and you run into roots. Or um, you, you're you're digging and you run into something and you got to cut through it. That's what that's for. So you can cut through roots. This one hasn't been used. You can see there's like fingerprints and stuff on it because it hasn't been used. So. So these that's what the serrated edge part is. It's supposed to be so you can cut through stuff. Uh, I wouldn't go chopping down. Try to chop down trees or whatever with it but i'm sure if you wanted to chop down a small sapling you could chop it with that and and uh, get it done pretty good but uh i'd say you know a sapling that's maybe that like that that big that wide and this would be like roots so and i've used i've used the folding shovel just like this for for um, for stuff before and they work pretty good. So and then it has these
1: reinforcement the reinforcement uh
0: notches there. So that's the folding shovel. Let's turn it over. Look at the back. So it's got a you can see it's concaved. Let's look at the uh let's
1: look at the profile, so it's got
0: concave and the, the tip is bent up a little bit. These are the screws to hold it together. Um, I would say that when you're using it, that would probably get in the way.
1: And this one is a safety alert.
0: Please, please use caution. this is a Tex Sport, Tex Sport shovel. Tex Sport So That's a Tex Sport shovel So we'll Undo it Yep So Loosening that up Loosens This up The more you loosen it Loosens this up And this So you can fold it so so it folds like that and like this wow that was loud someone once said that what you could do also is take it sideways like this and use it as a pick use it like that and use it as a pick so we'll look at that one here. See? Like that. And use it as a pick. Yeah. So if you needed to, you could use that as a pick. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Onyx. Mrs. Onyx is telling me that this is my description is way into depth way in depth for a shovel but people need to know when they get one how they work and stuff so there you go Outpost survival tip of the week is get you a shovel, a folding shovel, and put it in your car, put it in your bug out bag keep it keep it where you can get to it um, me and my bug out bag actually I don't have a I don't have a shovel. Uh, I have a machete, and the machete has uh, a uh, flat end. That's like, so I can use it as a shovel if I wanted to. So I've got a machete that has a big, big end that I can use to to dig with. And in fact, I have used my machete to dig a hole and and then cut the roots and stuff like that. So I've got a fat head machete that. I think it's made in like Czechoslovakia or Yugoslavia or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was the Outpost Survival tip of the week. Yeah. Where is this? Outpost Survival tip of the week. All right. So now we're going to do back in the day. So back in the day, we had these things called beepers. Uh, Other people called them Pagers. Beepers. Pagers. So we're going to go over what a beeper is, what a pager is. A pager, also known as a beeper or a bleeper, is a wireless telecommunication device that receives and displays alphanumeric or voice messages. One-way pagers can only receive messages, while response pagers or two-way pagers can also acknowledge and reply to the original message using an internal transmitter when pagers when when I first got a pager um it looked almost just like that one right there. They also have the ones with the with the buttons on the top. I was gonna bring one, but I couldn't find my my old pager i I think I had a blue one at one point. I had a black one uh you could get different cases and stuff so um so pagers operate as part of a paging system which includes one or more fixed transmitters. In the case of response pagers and two-way pagers, one or more base stations are used, as well as a number of pagers carried by mobile users. These systems can range from restaurant systems with a single low-power transmitter to a nationwide system with thousands of high-powered base stations. Pagers were developed in the 1950s and 1960s and became widely used in the 1980s. In the 21st century the widespread availability of cell phones and smartphones has greatly diminished the pager industry pagers can still be used though uh emergency service and public safety personnel use pagers um they use modern pager systems that overlap with with uh, today's systems but they also have their own transmission system that doesn't use the cell phone cell phone towers um and let's see combined with satellite communications uh they make paging systems more reliable than terrestrial based cellular networks in some cases including during natural and man-made disasters where um the infrastructure goes down the satellite's still going to be there so there are some pagers that actually use satellites to transmit the messages uh in japanese the common Commonly called pocket bell, pocket bell, po- poke pokeburu poke buru. The first telephone, telephone pager was patented in 1949 by Alfred J. Gross. The first pack, practical use paging service was launched in 1950 for physicians in New York, in the New York City area. Doctors paid $12 a month. Now think of this. In the 1950s, $12 a month was a lot of money. They carried a seven ounce pager that would receive phone messages within 25 miles of a single transmission tower. The system was manufactured by Reeves Sound Company and operated by uh Tele Telens? Tellens were phone? I don't know what that is. In 1960, John Francis Mitchell combined the elements of Motorola's walkie talkie and an automobile radio to create the first transistor pager. Uh, And from that time, paging technology continued to advance and the pager adoption among emergency personnel, still popular, still as of 2016, they said it was popular. So, we don't know, I guess. Maybe it's still popular. In 1962, the Bell system, the United... Uh, the U.S. telephone monopoly presented its Bellboy radio paging system. Look how big that thing is. The Pageboy Boy 2 in the 1970s. Look how big that is. Man, that's huge. And it's a Motorola. Man, Motorola was doing stuff way back in the day, bro. Um... So it was a commercial system uh, for for individuals. It marked the first consumer application of the transistor invented by Bell Labs in 1947. Um, three Bell Lab inventors received Nobel Nobel Prize in Physics in 1956 for their invention of the thing. So the size of a TV remote control device. And back then TV remote controls were, were quite big, so you know the bellboy would buzz, buzz. It had one single audible buzz that buzzed. Um, when the pager buzzed, the user would call a service center, and then the service center would give the person their message. So you were paged. You went to a phone. You said, hey, I was just paged. And they go, yeah, this is the message. And that that's how that worked. Um, in the 1980s uh paging became popular among emergency personnel and um and then they started to send actual messages to the phones in the 80s so you could you could send a message and one the first pager i had uh you could just receive messages you couldn't send messages and then later on i got a a beeper that you could send messages, you can respond to the messages you, 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 uh, you had gotten. So if somebody else had a, had a, had a beeper, you could communicate between the two pagers that way, but it costs money. Like you had to pay for every text message you sent. So,
1: you know, that's basically the way
0: those, those went. Look at this. There you go. My, I had one of these, Motorola Bravo, this thing. I had one of these, Motorola Bravo. See how it only has like a, okay, I've received this, and it's got an on button, it's got a lock button, and then it has this screen, and the screen would display your message to let you know, um, you know, this person and this phone number called you or whatever. And and before you could actually send texts, text messages or messages through there, what we would do is we would just... Figure out how to do um messages using letter or numbers, so you could do rudimentary messages using numbers like if uh, if there was an emergency we would hit nine one one or whatever you know call me back it's an emergency would be the person's phone number and then nine one one after that so yeah, so there were beepers or tone only pagers there was voice tone pagers enable users to listen to a recorded voice message when an alert is received there was numeric pagers which had an lcd screen on it and generally displayed up to 10 digits there were alphanumeric pagers that's the one i got second the first one i got was a numeric one. Second one i got was alphanumeric response pagers are alphanumeric pagers equipped with a built-in transmitter um, and you could acknowledge confirm you can acknowledge or confirm a message Two-way pagers had a built-in QWERTY keyboard, QWERTY keyboard, so you could reply to messages. Those were like really, really expensive. One-way modems, and then two-way modems. So that's the outpost. No, it's not outpost. That's the back in the day pagers, in uh, in the um. Life was better before there were we were all glued to our cell phones. I would agree with that, Mrs. Onyx. Oh my gosh. I'm kicking my table. Hold on. Don't don't move, table. Yeah, I would agree. So and, and back in the day, um if, if if you were not around a phone, if you were not around a, a like a payphone or a phone, people couldn't get a hold of you and you couldn't get a hold of other people. And then when pagers came around that changed everything because you could be out like away from a phone for an extended period of time. And somebody could send you a message and you would know what's up. Uh, Or you could respond to a message and let people know I'm okay. I'm good kind of thing. And now it's, it's to the point where people just, you there's this thing now, my wife and I were discussing this earlier. There's this thing now called cell phone neck. It's where the back of your neck, right between your, like where your neck and the area right between your shoulder blades, the top of your shoulder blades, hurts really bad. That's from looking down at your phone. It uh, it uses those muscles there, and actually, it's a, it's an actual a thing. It's an actual medical thing now. So that was the back in the day. Back in the day. Oh,
1: I gotta get off of that.
0: So oh oh who who's that who who are we gonna have to call we're gonna we're gonna call joe well before we do that remember the uh the trivia question today is what mammal does not have vocal cords what mammal does not have vocal cords let me know in the comments if you know the answer what mammal does not have vocal cords okay and don't say a pug because them things are screaming I know they have vocal cords because they could scream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, If you like the show, you can send us fan mail, Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box, 369 Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. And if you're an angry feminist, you can send us hate mail, H-A-T-E-M-A-L-E, Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box, 369 Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. Actually, I just... I was at the post office today and I talked to the lady that, that puts my mail in or puts the mail in the PO box and she 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 asked me about that hate mail thing and I explained it to her and she goes, well, that makes sense. Sometimes, sometimes you got to get mail from people who don't like you and that's the best way to do it is to let them send you mail. Yeah, dude, send me mail. I keep moving over to that side. I don't know why. This is where I'm supposed to be, right? Right here is where I'm supposed to be, like right there, but I keep moving that way. I don't know, maybe because I'm used to having um oh no, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh, that was loud, bro, you're loud, all right, that's better now now i'm now I'm positioned where I'm supposed to be, yeah, all right, then, oh. Um, you'll notice in the past shows, uh, if, if you're watching one of the shows that, uh, is not live, uh, if you're, if you're looking at the archives on YouTube, whatever, in the description, there, um, are chapter links where you can jump between chapters of the, of the show. So if there's a segment, we call them, they call them chapters, we call them segments. So if there's a segment you really like, and you want to jump straight to that segment and watch it. You can click that and go directly to the segment. Hopefully, you'll watch one of the segments you like. And eventually, what we're going to do is um, make playlists of specific segments, so it'll be just nothing but that segment on that playlist. So that'll be fun.
1: You guys will be able to check that out. So we're
0: going to we're going to Joe on the phone. You can hear the phone ringing. I'm talking about the dog. Thinking I'm thinking about. Yo yo yo! I'm thinking about Joe Bell ringing. Ring it. What's up? Hey Joe! Yo.
1: Joe Chandler. What's up? I can hear you.
0: Say it again.
3: Yo, what's up? It's Joe Chandler.
0: Joe, what's up? It's Joe Chandler. That is yeah. Joe Chandler right there. So huh? uh, I said that is Joe Chandler right there. Yeah, that is. I gotta move my microphone. Hold on. There. That's better. This one too. I gotta move this one too. There. Did you hear me move my microphone? Um yeah, but barely. Well see, there you go. Can you hear the can you hear my heater going? No. You can't hear my heater going, that's good. So um Joe. Joe's got a bunch of stuff he's gonna be doing with us today, right?
1: Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to start off with, uh, welcome to the show, Joe.
1: Ah, uh, thank you.
0: We're going to start off with, hey. uh, lisping lyrics, but for some reason I didn't put, I didn't put a shortcut to lisping lyrics on here. <laughs> why didn't I not?
1: Not this it? time, huh?
0: Yeah, I don't know why I didn't put a shortcut. Oh, well. I'll just go over here and, uh, make lisping lyrics a thing. All right. Lower, I That's stupid. All right, Lispin lyrics. We're gonna do Lispin lyrics. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So,
3: so did he read the lyrics yet?
0: I, I did not, and and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull it up here in a minute okay. and let people see it.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put your button for Lispin lyrics on here. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so
3: so the song is um zombified.
0: Zombified. Band... Yeah, zombie Zombified.
3: Yeah, zombified. Okay. By the band um, Falling in Reverse.
0: Okay. Um, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and uh pull up the uh, lyrics.
1: Okay.
0: Alright, so I'm going to pull All up right. the lyrics so people can see what we're looking at. Okay. Okay. Zombified. Song by Falling in Reverse. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: So, the monsters aren't living under your bed because they are the voices in your head. Zombified by the lies they've said. You've become the walking dead because everybody talking... Oh no! Did you did you, never... did you did you leave out bitch? Yeah, I left yeah I left well, out bitch. Why? I'm sorry. Well, did I think you wanted me to say bitch?
0: Well, I get I guess it's okay. I've been saying shit all day.
3: Oh, all right.
0: And, and who knows? I mean, bitch is okay to say on TV now. True, sure. because it might be it might be them talking about a dog. Right. So
1: yeah. <laughs> bitching all right
0: yeah like bitching camaro oh my gosh my my dr pepper's hot because it was uh up against the heater oh don't don't put your dr pepper against the heater
3: no no Uh. that will heat it up
0: yeah so oh no
3: yeah oh oh no they'll never let go of something you said 10 years ago. They're canceling. Canceling you. So. So it's a, it's
0: a
1: woke this stop. week.
0: Oh. Lyrics.
3: Yeah, no, go ahead.
0: It's a woke this week lyrics.
3: Yeah, basically.
0: Oh, okay.
3: So it's it's talking about like people.
1: Canceling you.
3: Um. And they won't stop till everybody's zombified. They're pumping us with lies like it's formaldehyde. We're dead inside. It goes on and on. Let this go. When it stops, we'll never know.
1: We're hip, hip, ten, yeah. Hip, that word. hypnotized? Yes.
3: And it won't stop till you're zombified. You
0: hey, better stretch your I'm mouth interrupt
3: you. and bite your tongue. Hold on, hold on, you...
0: wait, wait. Oh, yeah, what? Here's an easy way to remember how to do that word. Um, okay. Do you remember my magic show that I used to do? Yeah. Where I would hippo people?
3: Oh, yeah. Hi-
0: hippo-tie. <laughs> so you could just say hippo People won't even know what you're saying. I mean, they'll know. Yeah. They'll think you're saying hippotized.
3: Yeah. Hypothized. Okay. Hippo I
0: didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Um, all right. So you better shut your mouth and bite your tongue because you don't want to piss off anyone. We're traumatized by the damage done. Welcome to America because everybody's talking, bitch. And then it repeats
1: itself. It repeats itself, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah.
0: So it repeats itself.
1: Yeah, and so- and then and then there's a new
3: verse. Um, they're feeding off your broken mind. They won't die. They multiply. We've become so fucking blind. They won't stop till you're zombified.
0: Pick it up. Oh. (laughs) I'm just assuming that's how that goes.
1: Because
0: that's what it says. Is this a song you know? Yeah. you listen to that crap?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, I
3: do.
0: What, What genre is that? So, um... Like... Metalcore... I would say. Did you say metalcore? Yeah. Are you talking about, like, metal with, like, um, guitar? I mean, um, computer stuff?
3: No, no, like...
0: Metal like, with, like, rap? Part, part metal, yet
3: also part hardcore punk. Okay. But re- really, it's... I, I don't know. It's not really, like, metalcore. It's more like... New Metal-ish?
0: Okay. You you lost me in New Metal.
3: (laughs) New Metal, you know, like NU New? Yeah,
0: I know, I know, I'm just not into New Metal. Oh, okay, well. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't. Like like Five Finger Death Punch, I consider to be New Metal.
1: They're not, though. Close enough. (laughs) Whatever,
0: man. We're going we're going to see Exodus in April. Oh, really? Yeah, we've seen Exodus a few times. Yeah. Exodus making metal great again.
3: Really? Is it...
0: They <laughs> have somebody... bumper stickers that says making metal great again. But now that's um... Exodus, you know. Toxic Walls, Cajun Hell, you know. Yeah. Blood in blood out.
3: So they are a Christian metal band, right? No. Oh, they're not.
0: No, <laughs> oh. Exodus is definitely not a Christian metal band.
3: No. Well, why it's... did they name themselves after a book of the Bible?
0: Exodus. Exodus. Yeah. Exodus means to leave.
3: What? Well, yeah, but it's also
0: a book in the I Bible.
3: People hear Exodus, they think of Moses and
0: shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. If you knew anything about metal, yeah. <laughs> they, were, uh, they were like, um, you remember that band, what's it called? What's that stupid band called? Metal, Metallica, Metallica. That band Metallica, you know?
3: Yeah, I think I've heard of them. Their yeah.
0: guitar guy that was in there in Metallica, the guitar guy, the Kirk yeah. some, Kirk Hammett. He started out in Exodus. Oh. Exodus. Okay. Exodus was doing speed metal and metal before Metallica. And then when Kirk Hammett went to Metallica to to join the band there to, to replace Dave Mustaine, then, you know, he took some of his riffs with him. Oh. But Exodus, had, there's a couple Exodus songs that you're like, wow, that, that riff sounds really familiar. It's because it's in the Metallica stuff, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So uh hmm.
0: you're going to pontificate also?
1: Was was that the end uh, of
3: Listenin' lyrics? Well, yeah, but like like you want to talk about it cuz I think it's okay. Something you would like, you know, the lyrics talking about like cancel culture basically.
0: Well, um acknowledging that cancel culture exists I guess that's cool and everything. But yeah cancel culture exists
3: well especially since it's like the band's not a republican band you know they're not
0: right-wing
3: they're more liberal so
0: that's like trevor noah recently coming out saying that if trump was still in office this stuff going on in ukraine wouldn't be happening and and you would never have um him begging the sudan for oil the way biden is i agree with what trevor noah is saying but does i mean make me a fan of his now no
1: Oh, well, why
3: aren't you a fan of him in the first <laughs> place
0: man that that dude's such a hack like he, he spent two years just doing nothing bashing trump and trump supporters. actually he spent like four years bashing trump supporters and trump yeah i'm surprised he still has a job I mean? Why you
3: say that? Everybody was bashing Trump.
0: No, not everybody was bashing Trump. Not the way that guy was. He was just making shit up. Uh. That guy was just a dick. Yeah, uh, I guess the lyrics are cool and stuff. So yeah, zombified. And- what are you? What are your opinion on the on the lisping lyric thing on the zombified?
1: Well, like I said, I
3: think it's cool that, you know, um, if you like, that is coming from
1: the different side. You know? Um, but, and like... We both agree I, that this cancel culture thing is stupid. Yes, but we we don't agree on, like... I was saying that count,
3: count, um, Can- cancel, cancel culture. culture has been going on for years. It's just, it's switching sides now. um, Like, so Christians were canceling stuff, and there was, were a lot of stuff that was not mainstream because of Christians canceling it sometimes even before it got, you know.
0: Before it got popular, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Like, um, get an example that's not that long ago, um, like 2008, I think, um, the Golden Compass, you remember that movie?
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, as soon as they announced that they were making the movie, there were protests and people saying that um they were going to like boycott certain theaters if they played that movie and and it you know got like really um bad um
1: press and so that kind of um hurt the box office um
3: and caused the franchise to die even before it started cuz they were going to like make it a franchise with several movies. Oh. But, you know, Christians stopped it. And you know why? No why. So the book is basically like a
1: um lion witch in a wardrobe um
3: Chronicles
1: Chronicles Narnia.
3: of Narnia. Yeah, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. So, it's basically like a knock on Chronicles of Narnia which was a Christian story and it's um focuses on atheists. It's like an atheist story.
0: So, The Golden Compass was an atheist story? Yeah. I don't I don't, and, I don't see why that and, would be a
1: problem.
3: Well, it's a problem with a lot of Christians, because
0: um,
1: dude, it was I went to a church tr-
3: kids.
0: I, I went to and, a church that wouldn't let wouldn't let their kids watch certain cartoons because animals talked. they wouldn't let them watch veggie tales because vegetables were talking. and it's demonic: Wow. Yeah, but that makes that 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 person who's saying that stupid doesn't make the whole yeah. church stupid. It just makes that one person stupid. True. Yeah. So, so we agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that that we agree on that. Yeah. All right then. Okay. So So we're going to Joe. Joe pontificates. Um, yeah. So we're gonna. Switch back from this to this boom, Joe pontificates so uh joe what 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 do you, what do you what do you like thinking about
3: um so I'm thinking about um the Florida um don't say gay bill, you heard about this yet I have, yeah, so uh, what's your take on it
0: uh it has nothing to do with don't say gay, oh, like they. They're calling it the don't say gay bill, but it's not called the don't say gay bill. Right. And it's it has nothing to do with don't say gay. Like, they're okay. making it that to try to turn it into something that it's not. Yeah. So defining it as don't say gay is actually
1: uh, changing what it actually is. I
0: agree with the bill, by the way. Okay. Do so, you do you agree with the bill?
3: Well, no, I I don't. Be, be,
0: go, do you do you disagree I'll, with the bill because it's it's you want people to be able to say gay?
3: Well, okay. <laughs> no, even though that's not Hereby, what the bill I, is. I disagree with the bill.
0: You I you think... disagree?
3: Huh? Oh, yeah, you disagree. Okay, go ahead. I disagree with it. Okay, because for the simple fact of. What school in the world with, is teaching kindergarteners and up to third graders, which is what they specify on? Yeah, who's teaching them about sex?
0: There are schools in California that are actually teaching about sex all the way to kindergarten.
3: Like, like, how though? Like, how are they? Speaking about sex and sexuality
0: um uh, well specifically there's a a lady that actually says um masturbation is okay touching yourself is fine and you need to explore that and and if you're attracted to another person and you want them to touch you there it doesn't matter if they're a boy or a girl if you're if you're okay with it then it's okay so there's a there's a lady yes That's how she was that they actually I actually heard the audio and saw the video of the lady actually saying that. And she pointed she was telling this to a group of teachers. This is what this is what we're encouraging you to teach to your kindergartners. And she had a thing on the board behind her and she said masturbation and she was pointing at it and, and talking about how it's okay. Because small children explore their body all the time, and it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay to be talking to five-year-olds or kindergartners about sex in any way, shape, or form.
3: You're right. I agree. And that teacher
1: should be fired.
0: But she's not, because it's California law. There's so a what, what, there's a law in California that says that not only is it okay for them to teach these these things, but they're expected
1: to teach these things. Okay. But that's California.
0: Well, yeah, but other states are adopting what California is doing. So okay. So um, and we're so, talking about we're talking about Florida with their what? Uh, with their with their the bill. That is not the don't say gay bill. That's not what it's called. Anyway, so Florida, in anticipation that there's going to be the teachers unions. And by the way, uh, a majority of teachers are forced to join the teachers union, but don't agree with the teachers union. So teachers unions are taking what California law is and trying to make that law in Florida. And circumvent, because if there's no law saying you can't say this, and they're trying to implement that into the curriculum in Florida, you get what I'm saying? So they're taking the curriculum from California and trying to implement it in Florida. And what this law is doing is saying, hey, you can't, you can't implement this curriculum.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? I, I know what you're... Yeah, I know what you're
3: saying. But I still think it's like a big... They're freaking out about nothing. I I seriously don't think that teachers will start talking about sex.
0: They already do, is my point. <laughs> okay, in California. Well, there are some other states where teachers are talking about sex, sexuality, and things of that nature. There are even teachers who are... Um, having the children do the Pledge of Allegiance to the gay flag. Pete Buttigieg's husband was at a camp for gay kids, little kids, and having them do the Pledge of Allegiance to the gay flag. But they also had teachers that were saying, we don't have an American flag in our room. We still do the Pledge of Allegiance, but we do the Pledge of Allegiance to that flag. And she points at the gay flag. So they're teaching sexuality to kids. And they're teaching sex to children. Okay. So let's say, let's say you're right. Let's, let's have, let's play devil's advocate on your side. Okay. Um, okay. Let's say they're not teaching that in schools in Florida. And the only place they're teaching it is in California. Right. What they're doing with the law in Florida with this bill is they're trying to say if anyone tries to implement this here, they won't be able to do it because how much damage is going to happen to these kids if they have teachers who are teaching it and then they have to go through the process of implementing the bill? There's going to take time. It's going to take time to do that, to implement the bill, and there's already going to be damage done. So even in the other instance where there's no, no teachers doing what, you know, what they're doing in California, none in Florida are doing that. Let's just to say that's true. This is to prevent that from happening in the future. Okay. Because it, it can happen in the future, right? If, if, there's a, if there's one school or a bunch of schools in one state doing it, then the potential is there that the teachers in the state you're in could start doing it. So let's make a law saying that they can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I think it's very, very disingenuous of um, people to name a bill, like all the news people and all these people on the left calling it something that is absolutely not, And basically trying to make everybody think that if you disagree with the bill, or if you agree with the bill, then you are somehow homophobic when that's not the case. Because nobody's anti-gay by saying we support this bill. But that's what they're trying to make it
1: out to be. You Know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Have you ever heard of the don't kick puppies bill? um no it was actually a bill named the don't kick puppies bill okay the bill had nothing to do with puppies or not kicking puppies but they wanted people to agree with it so they gave it a name that people would agree with so that they could push a specific agenda that had nothing to do with puppies this is another way that they're doing it where they're saying This bill, um, we're going to give it a name to have people
1: disagree with it. You see what I'm saying? So so they're attributing
0: to it something that it shouldn't be attributed to it. Don't you think that's
1: wrong? But when
3: the bill is specifically talking about you can't. talk about sexual orientation so so it goes well for for one the bill is very broad okay so it's hard to tell if it would be illegal for a teacher to mention you know like hey, Johnny, talk about your family. And Johnny goes, well, I have two dads. That's so people are afraid that the bill is going to prevent that from happening. That like you can't even talk about a Johnny having two dads.
0: Um, the separation of church and state thing where they were trying to take prayer out of school. Does that prevent a student from being able to say, when somebody says, tell us about your family. Oh, my dad's a, a pastor and my mom is a, a choir leader.
1: No, it, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Okay. And, and this this, this and... law wouldn't
0: prevent a child from talking about it. It prevents the teachers from introducing it to the children. Okay. But if the fun. children talk about it, that's the same stuff they're going to talk about in the playground. But it's not, it's not the teacher introducing it to the children. It's the children introducing it to each other. You know, when I was in high school, we had a a, a drama drama teacher that introduced all of the students to um, chocolate covered coffee beans. Okay. Yeah. So everyone in the theater department was getting chocolate covered coffee beans, and they were getting like like the shakes and stuff like that. so We were eating it way too much, right? Well, there were some parents that didn't allow their kids to have choc- or didn't allow their kids to have coffee, and didn't want their kids to have coffee. So the teacher was reprimanded for giving the kids coffee beans, right? And it was actually yeah. then turned into a, a, a rule within the county that teachers can't give coffee beans to, to students. But other students can give coffee beans to other students, but
1: teachers can't. See what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So what basically what it's saying is teachers can't do certain things. It's limiting what teachers can and cannot say, or it's limiting what the curriculum can and cannot be, which is a, which is good. It's okay. I think.
3: Right. But what, what about the fact that, like, okay, so it's not in a bill now. They took it out, but an earlier version of the bill um, said that it, it required principals to tell parents
1: if a kid um, came out as gay.
0: I, I would have no problem with that.
1: You okay,
3: so.
0: Anytime, anytime a, a teacher or an educator keeps something away from the parents that the parents should know, it's wrong. Not only that, but there are parents that are being reprimanded for treating their children a certain way because they don't know. They're not being told that their kid is trans or bi or gay or whatever. So they, they go to like a football game and they're talking to their kid. You know, and, and their yeah. kid is telling everybody else that their pronoun is Z, Z, M, whatever. But the, the mom and dad doesn't know that. So then the mom and dad get yelled at or beat up or whatever for treating their kid negatively, even though they had no idea. Parents should be informed. Parents should be informed of this, just like parents should be informed of, you know, that the school's taking kids off of campus to, to during school to uh, have abortions. Did you know that that's a thing?
1: Oh, you say that again?
0: Parents or teachers can take students to go get an abortion during school hours without having to tell the the parents. They can also take them to go get birth control pills without having to tell the parents in a lot of states. Did you know that?
3: Well, I I think um, I think kids should be able to get Control um, before they're 18 without a parent's permission.
0: Well, no, that's not the, the point. The point is that it's teachers taking kids out of school to go do a medical
1: procedure without the parents knowing. That's a medical procedure that the parents don't know about. Yeah, but some parents. Um,
3: should it be parents?
0: Yeah, but and who, who's, who, who's to say which parents shouldn't be parents?
1: Well, it's clearly not the um, child services
3: because they do a lousy job on that.
0: Should it be the teachers? Should teachers just say, you know what? I don't think this parent is a good parent, so I'm going to go ahead and do whatever I want, whatever's in the best interest of this kid, regardless of what the parent thinks. That's wrong. It's wrong for a school or a teacher or a a government agency to parent children and to leave the parents out of the parenting process. It's wrong. If you don't agree with the way a parent is parenting, then try to teach the parent. Try to talk to the parent. But you can't, you can't, if I was trying to force you to make your kids go to go go to, to church every day, or to say prayer, or whatever it is, or or to, to practice uh, Lent. You know, you know, Lent during uh the Catholic Lent.
3: Yeah, I know Lent.
0: Okay. So what if what if I as a teacher tried to force all of the students to observe Lent? Or to do communion. Would that be
1: wrong? Um, according to the law,
3: yes, it would be. Well, Teachers can't force religion.
0: They can't force religion, but they're forcing religion the opposite way all the time.
3: Abortions have nothing to do with religion.
0: Well, if, if my religion is anti-abortion, and the school decides to let my kid have an abortion, then that is violating my religious rights is it not
3: well if your religion is anti-pork are the schools not allowed to offer pork to your kid
0: that's 100 percent correct if, so if your kid if your, your kid kid's a kid muslim wants to eat pork yes if your kid's a muslim and your then the parents say don't feed my kid pork and the school feeds that kid pork that school can be in trouble for feeding the kid pork okay yes also also it goes along the same lines if a parent gives um like a if a parent's doctor gives a kid an inhaler or um uh something for for um allergies or a medication that they're supposed to take the the teacher or the the parent takes it to the school tells the school gives it to the nurse. The nurse puts right. it into a thing and writes their name on it. At the designated time, the student is comes into the into the nurse's office. The nurse gives them whatever it is that they're supposed to give them. And then the student goes back to class. It would also be wrong for that nurse to not give the student their medication when they're supposed to have their medication. Yeah. If the parents told them Hey, and the the parent's doctor, the doctor of the kid, said that they needed to get it. It's wrong for for schools and teachers to um, assert themselves into a situation for medical purposes and parenting purposes, especially medical purposes. You're not a doctor, you're a teacher. You should not be making medical decisions and you should not be taking the kid to see a doctor. Anything that has to do with medical anything should not be anything, has anything to do with the, t- the teacher at all. Teachers shouldn't have anything to do with that. Just like that one girl that, uh, that uh, they, they, they had her go after school to this, um, this uh, like a gender gender reassignment class and they convinced her that she was, uh, she was a uh, transgender. And, and at school, she was transgender, but outside of school, she was not. She didn't tell anybody outside of school that she was transgender. But at school, they told her that she was, or she was transgender. They said she was, and she said she was, right? Come to find That's out, if, when they read her diary, she was only saying that at school because she didn't want to be the outcast at school. She didn't want to be picked on at school for not being transgender. And then she ended up killing herself. So the- Why? Because she was pressured into being something that she wasn't by the school, and then they never told the mother and then when the mother the mother found out after the the girl killed herself and read her diary and was like you' you're you're changing my kid's gender, changing my kid, my kid's identity gender identity at school and then you know, making it a situation where she's, she's got this problem going on. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: That was wrong. That was wrong of that teacher. That teacher's calp- uh, pulp- uh, that, that, culpable, culpable, culpable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway. So my, my position is teachers, administrators, schools should not be, um, doing any, having anything to do with, um, uh, teaching kids about sexuality sexuality at a young age until they hit puberty. And then they explain the changes you're going through. This is why you're going through the changes you're going through. You
3: know what I'm saying? Okay. I do, but how about this? I remember, I don't know if they did it when you were a kid because you are so much older than me, <laughs> but when when I was a kid, I remember in like third grade, second grade, they would show videos that was basically they were aimed for little kids right and it was basically like if you're getting molested at home let us know yeah now getting molested is sexual so is that going to be illegal now
0: well they shouldn't be talking about those kind of things but That's an exception in that um, you need to let kids know if somebody's touching you in a way that's inappropriate. The problem is that now they're teaching kids that whatever touching is not inappropriate. You know what I mean? It's okay to teach kids that if you're being touched inappropriately to tell an adult. Right? Right. Yes. That's okay. It's not okay to tell kids that all this touching that these other people are doing is okay. That's alright. And you touch yourself. And if you want to touch other people, that's okay. And it doesn't matter who they are if they touch you. Boy or girl. Growing up or not. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're teaching kids. They're grooming
1: kids. You know what I'm saying, G? Yeah, I, th- I think I you and it. I agree a lot
0: more than you think.
3: Did they, what What did he say?
0: I think you and I agree A lot more than you think we agree.
3: Right. Well, I'm just... I mean, I agree they shouldn't be teaching certain sexual stuff to kids, you know? Yeah. I just don't agree that they, you know, can't mention that there's different sexual orientations
0: but they're going further than just saying that there's different orientations they're saying that this orientation this is what you like to do and they explain what that orientation likes
1: to do you know what I'm saying yeah they
0: don't just say there are boys that like boys and that's gay and there are girls that like girls and that's lesbian and there are are girls that like girls and boys and that's bi they go beyond that to describe what it is that they do. Dude, I remember sex ed class. They, they taught us how to put a condom on a banana. But I was a teenager. Right.
1: Well, what
3: grade were you in?
0: It was like a freshman or junior in high school. Yeah. But I I'd already still... hit puberty. So I, we'd I... already
1: been talking about these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just still don't believe that there are schools that are
3: actually like teaching
1: young kids stuff.
0: Yeah, they do. Okay, I'll I'll send you a links. Okay. Then that way we can we can look at the links and stuff. We're going to break yeah. down. We're going to do a breakdown now.
1: All right. Cuz we've been see. on
0: we've been on that way too long. Joe pontificates. Breakdown. The entertainment breakdown. So we're breaking down the movie Shooter. We're breaking down the movie Shooter with uh Mark Wahlberg.
3: Marky Mark.
0: Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That's what he called his uh his uh you know what's what was in his underwear, his funky bunch.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: after he sweated a lot, it was funk air. Anyway. Yeah. So the movie shooter let me read the synopsis of it a marksman living on in exile is coaxed back into action after learning of a plot to kill the president after being double crossed for the attempted and uh, the attempt he went on the run and he sets out for the real killer and the truth so he he looked, he's looking for the real killer and the truth so yeah so you you enjoyed that movie
3: yes i did um have you seen that the tv show no oh okay it's it's basically the same thing except they you know drag it out longer
0: they drag it out um,
3: yeah so they they're able to get you know more detail and stuff yeah um more, more character more development a, the relationship with his um exchange exchange
1: he, he, yeah. The wife. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But, I mean, Mark
3: Walburn is a great actor.
0: Yeah, I like, I like the way he acts. I, I thought for sure that when he was, like, okay. So, in one of the opening scenes, he's a sniper, uh, in, uh, some other country. Probably the Middle East somewhere. I don't know where it was. Hmm. And, uh, he's, he's sniping and he's behind him in the enemy lines. And he has a spotter with him. And <laughs> Melissa and I were like, "Wouldn't it be funny if his he, they pan over and his spotter is Ted,
1: uh, the bear,
0: the bear? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Did you, did you just see that guy? Oh, you need to hit that guy! Oh, there's another guy coming. <laughs> 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 that would be funny as shit. Okay, so um. In this movie, basically, uh, the the breakdown is um, spoiler alert, bunch of spoilers coming. This dude's a sniper. He was in the military. Um, he was a really good sniper. He he had a really high success rate. He can shoot um, shoot people from long distances. He was really good at what he was doing, um, and he was out there sniping. And his best friend was his spotter, and he was. Left behind enemy lines, and uh, the people that they were sniping basically, uh, you know, took out his his partner. He had to leave his partner's body behind and get back to civilization. He gets back to civilization, and he's he's living in the woods away from everybody, just trying to live his life with his dog. And um, the government comes a calling, saying. Hey, uh, there's a plot that we heard about that the president's gonna be shot, and um they, they they said it's gonna be a specific distance, and we wanna we wanna hire you to tell us how you would do it if you would do it. You know, so so we need you to recon and tell us how you would do it, right? Yeah. Am I am I going along the right right lines? Yeah, yeah. you are. So then uh he he doesn't want to do it. And then he does a practice shot to see how how accurate he would be shooting at that distance. And he was pretty accurate shooting at a distance. And then um, he decides to go do the recon thing. And he does the recon thing. And then the 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 day of the uh, the day of the incident. um, He was telling him all this stuff, what's going on or whatever, and telling him a whole bunch of stuff. And someone else shoots, but instead of shooting the president, they shoot the. Oh, it's Ethiopia. He was in Ethiopia. At the beginning of the movie, he was in Ethiopia. Okay. That's where he was, Ethiopia. Anyway, so uh, he shoots the Ethiopian ambassador or Ethiopian guy. Uh, or no, somebody shoots the Ethiopian guy. And then the, the cop that's in the room with, with Mark Wahlberg shoots Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg jumps out the window and gets away. So he gets away and then Ponch from chips like runs into him. And it's like, he's, he's an FBI agent, but he's a guy from, uh, from chips who played Ponch in the movie. And then, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's beat up and the, then Mark Wahlberg steals that guy's car. And then that guy, goes through the process of trying to find out what was going on so anyway it was a setup
1: right yeah so no. what? was it set up by um the government yeah but
3: specifically like the main guy was like his um old lieutenant or something
0: no 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 the who the guy in the wheelchair
3: yeah, maybe that's a series. I don't know.
0: The guy in the wheelchair was another sniper. That, right. they, that they set up in the exact same way. The other guy in the wheelchair was set up the exact same way, ended up going to work for them when he was paralyzed in the, and put in a wheelchair. Yeah. They trapped him in a building that collapsed on him, and then he, he went to work for them. So this this thing got a seven point two out of ten on IMDb. So
1: hmm. they say it's popular right now. It's a popular one. So what's your what's your take on it? Anything I leave out? No. Yeah. Because Mark Wahlberg
3: is a really good actor.
0: Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is a really good actor. Mark Wahlberg knows how to act. Yeah. All right. Then. He's a
1: better actor than a rapper.
0: Uh, yeah. He's a better actor than a musician.
1: Yes. Yeah. All
0: right, man. Well, then that's, right. the, that's the end yeah. of the segment. Thanks for being on the show, Joe. Very entertaining. Thank you for having me. And you, you
3: have like five minutes. so.
0: Yeah, I'm doing like Pathetic Pet of the Week now at the end okay. of this. So you did a good job. Everybody did a good job today. Proud of every, right. proud of cool. everybody You're doing a good job today. Yeah. So any, anything else before anything else before I get let you go?
1: No. No. Okay. All right. All,
0: then. Right. All right. Later, Joe. All right. See you later. That was Joe Chandler. Yeah. That breakdown. Well, there was probably more stuff to the breakdown that we could have talked about, but yeah, is what it is. So now we're going to talk about the um you know what if you want to send us fan mail send us fan mail care of comedy vets p.o box 369 lathrop missouri 64465 if you're an angry feminist send us hate mail m-a-l-e care of comedy vets p.o box 369 lathrop missouri 64465 and now we're going to do the pathetic pet of the week The pathetic pet of the week this week is, um, pathetic pet of the week this week is Chance. Uh, Some people pronounce his name Chauncey, but that's not how you pronounce it. It's Chance, not Chauncey. This is Chance. And this is Chance in a cage, in a kennel. This is Chance just hanging out there. Yeah, that's, I guess, a picture of him in his kennel. Chance. Chance is a Chihuahua mix. He's in Blue Springs, Missouri. He's a senior male, small, yellow, tan, blonde fawn. He's got a short coat. He's good in a home with other dogs, cats, and children. The adoption fee for him is $150. All his shots are up to date and he's apparently a special needs puppy here we go meet Chance he was brought to a veterinarian for euthanasia so they were going to take there put him down after his owner was needing to go into a nursing home the vet contacted um opportunities to adopt um they contacted opportunities to arrange for them to take him into their care to find him a great home to spend the rest of his years in. Chance is mostly blind. That's his special need. He's mostly blind and occasionally has an accident in the home, which means he he pees or poops in the house. He is an absolute sweetheart. He's good with dogs and cats. His adoption fee is only $150. It includes neuter, deworming, uh, topical flea and tick, heartworm preventative, He's had a negative heartworm test, and he's been microchipped. If you would like to um, find out more information about adopting chance, go to pawportunities slash adopt. Opportunities is in Blue Springs, Missouri. Or you can give them a call, 816-509-5911. 816-509-5911 one one that was chance chance yep all right so that was the pathetic pet of the week so we're going to get back with the trivia trivia Ah, snap the question was which mammal has no vocal cords and the answer is the giraffe the giraffe has no vocal cords no vocal cords So that was the trivia question. This has been Married with Comedy. And we is, we is, he's out. Out, 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 out. Well, no, don't do that. Okay, we're
1: out. Boom. (music)
0: You've been listening to Married with Comedy with Jeff Onyx with special guests, co-hosts Joe Chandler and James R. Freeman. Until next week, folks, peace.